but you know what else it is? It's time for Critical Thinking for Everyone! <laughs> wow. Is it not? That, no, that was very impressive. No lies detected. Welcome, everyone, to Critical Thinking for Everyone. Everyone! That is Brian Barnes, my co-host. I am the sound engineer on this show. You are. Yeah, so I'll take the credit and the blame. That's Patty Payette. She brought snacks. I brought snacks. She made outstanding coffee. Mm-hmm. She yeah. came up with... I mean, we barely know one another, but she came up with the topic for the show. Oh, that's right, I did. Yeah, and just and just hit, came at me out of nowhere and was like, "Hey, man, on your show, would you like to do a thing?" No, she didn't. Patty's been with me since the beginning, yeah. and we're delighted. And you can go and listen to like 180 hours of this business with Brian and Patty, mainly eating on the radio, but not not entirely, mm. right? Not, yeah. Not 100%. I'm really sorry, folks, because it, we're recording the show at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You can't show them how the fudge is made. Well, but I need them to know that it's also our um, fika time. <laughs> fika? What? Is that how you say it? Fecal? F- no, fika, F-I-K-A. Because it's not. We are not doing this in any restrooms. No, no, no. F-I-K-A. The echo would. Is that? Am I saying the, the frankly, word? Frankly, right? the echo would be outrageous if we were doing this in a restroom. So um, this is what it is. This is fi- I'm, I'm guessing the, it's pronounced fika. Off the, the porcelain. Fika is a. This is what it says on the web. Fika is a concept, a state of mind, an attitude, and an important part of Swedish culture. Many Swedes consider that it is almost essential to make time for fika every day. It means making time for friends and colleagues to share a cup of coffee and a little something to eat. So this is also, I'm sorry to say for those of you <laughs> listening, this is our fika time. This is our fika, fika? time because we don't fika? really get it. I don't know. I'm sure that however we pronounce it, it's wrong. Right. Really. And, but this yeah. is our time and it's the time to do the show. So it kind of bumps up. It's like kind of the same thing. You know, no, it overlaps. it's good though because one of the things that we talk about on the show a lot is like, how to do better thinking and one of the things that is often an issue with better thinking is the environment that we're in Mm -hmm. and having good relationships socially and you know good friendships and people you can count on um, and being able to spend a little time with them over some um, the hell is this an almondina the original I might add Mm -hmm. and a little little coffee and some printed some printed page. I mean, all, all we're essentially going to do, like we do most times, is just bring our coffee shop conversation to you. Um, yeah. 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 We hope you enjoy it. Anyway, we hope you also make some time for some fika, 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 whatever, whatever. We're sure we're pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. But. Well, we hope you make time for it, and we're glad that you're making time for this show. And the topic, if I do say so myself, is very inspired by the season. It's not inspired by another Nordic. <laughs> Actually, the, that goes really well. You're right. The Swedish coffee break idea with the theme of the show, which is about winter and what is the research about the way that winter affects our moods, our thinking, okay. our you know behavior. And okay. I'm really interested in this. And okay. I'd like to I'd like to share why I'm interested in this. Yeah, I'd li- I was about to ask you, Patty, why are you interested in this? <laughs> because you seem less so. I mean, I don't find it in, to be a thing at all that really? I 
that I ever think about. Wow, that's fascinating. But but I am, for the sake of the show, always interested in the angle that you're bringing, right? We're trying to demonstrate a little intellectual empathy, which is to say that I'm trying to get into another person's thinking so that I can understand their thinking in the way that they present it instead of in the way that I interpret it which is a subtle distinction. We're also working on some intellectual courage. Maybe sometimes Patty brings in topics that I wouldn't have thought of and probably would not have explored on my own. It doesn't mean that they're not valuable. It just means that my own thinking probably wouldn't have gone that direction on its own. And maybe that means, I don't know, but maybe that means in some cases that I have a bias against it or something, like unconsciously that I didn't even know about. So this creates an opportunity for me to practice intellectual courage, among other things, to go, well, gee, Patty, I hadn't thought about this at all, but let's do it here. And you're like, ah, and I've got a quiz, and ah, let's do it in real time, and ah, here, give me an example. And I'm like... Okay, so I get to practice my critical thinking stuff. And wow, I really keep you on your toes. You do, you do. And I think that we all need to be working on our thinking. I appreciate you giving me this, um, is it like fika size? Is that what it would be? Like a little mental fika size? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. So, okay, so thank you, Brian. That's really nice to hear. Thank you for being so open. And you for know, sure. well, all thanks that. for making coffee. Yeah, you probably facilitate a lot to, of my openness. I'm happy to do it. Okay, so here's where the origins of this topic of interest came, came to me. All right, I want you to flash your mind back to about 15, uh, 15 16 years ago. Okay? okay, I didn't know you at that time because okay. I was living in Michigan. Okay, okay, okay. And so I worked at Michigan State University. And for those of you who know, the weather in Michigan versus the weather in where we are right now in Louisville Mm -hmm. is now a little more extreme in the winters, right? Mm -hmm. The winters are definitely more snowy, snowier, colder, longer, all that stuff. So that's some context. So I'm on my way to work, and it's uh, probably like late April, early May. And I park my car, and I'm walking from the car to the building, and I'm finding myself all of a sudden, I feel so happy and light. And I'm feeling really good. And I'm noticing. No, oh, I'm okay. noticing. Uh, I did get a good performance review that year, but now I'm, I'm noticing the spring around me, you know. And all of a sudden, I, I'm like, wow, I'm in a, so much of a better mood. And I'm saying to myself, this happens every, all of a sudden I have the light bulb goes on. I'm like, this happens every spring in the sense of when I say it happens, meaning I find myself on a spring day feeling so much more buoyant and mm-hmm. in a better mood. Mm-hmm. And I'm go, I'm saying to myself, wow, what's, what's, what's the switch that's flipped? And I'm mm-hmm. realizing I'm coming out of October, November, December, January, February, March, April, six to seven months of cold, dark, dreary Michigan weather. Yeah. And but what happens is I get acclimated to the nice weather and then the bad weather comes and I kind of forget that I that I kind of get a little mood, you know, my mood goes down mm-hmm. and only in the juxtaposition of the spring do I go, wow, I really that so that was the first time in my life as an adult that I could pinpoint and notice that I was in a better mood and I could make this connection. Okay. And then I noticed it would happen. Okay. I was more attuned to it. Okay. So I started doing things in the winter to com- combat my 
seasonal affective disorder. Like I, I would I started doing things in the winter to help myself, as opposed to just slogging through late and then later going, "Wow, why am I in such a better mood?" Okay, what kinds of things did you do? I would just do as an example. things like uh, occasionally I would come. I'd pick a weeknight where it just felt like the week was just slogging along, and I'd say to my husband, like, "You know what? After dinner, I'm just going to go to a movie." Just by myself. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go out, and mm-hmm. I just need to escape. So I'd have like a be, you know, I'd find my. I just need like a mental escape for a couple hours. An enjoyable movie, something like that, or I'd pick a really, really good book I wanted to read. Yeah. And I just like really immerse myself. But you do in that now. Evenings. I do, but I would be more it, in this. In when the weather's nicer, I find that it's more of like an icing on the cake. Whereas in the winter, mm. it's more of like a okay, this is an activity that I really enjoy. And it, it kind of helps me through the winter months. And so you would say that for a decade and a half-ish, you've been doing this as a regular – you've been noticing this and then responding with these practices that you feel like give you a better mentation or emotional state or some kind oh. of a market improvement as a result of you having done them in this season. Is I would right? say yes, and also energy level. Energy level. And read a um, book, get more energy. Meaning, I'm well. I wouldn't. I'd say it energy in the sense that I'm focusing on activities I can do in the winter that I enjoy that okay. aren't dependent on the weather, and sure. that brings me more pleasure because I'm more mindful about okay, what are the things you know? If I'm feeling a little blah, what are the things I really love doing? So how can I be more intentional and spend more time on those because I can't do a, you know, it gets dark at 630 or whatever. So I'm not, you know, um, so, but there's a, the the other thing I want to point out though, is when we moved to Kentucky, part of the difference for me is not having those Michigan winners, like just the, the like relief of not doesn't hurt my feelings through. to not have Michigan winters. I've been up there in the winter and I'm like, forget it. It's rough. And although, th- although our compatriot, who I'm certain is listening to this show, yes, Justin Mogg, yes, went to school up there too. Yeah, I loves think Wisconsin. It. He went to. Wisconsin. It's all up there. It's all the same Canadian thing. <laughs> Pseudo Canadian, whatever. Wow, absolutely frozen north. I tell you what. Well. I will tell you a particular um, – let me just share with you a particular demoralizing moment. Okay, so Michigan, like I said, the winter starts in – like could start as much as late October, early November and goes all the way through, sometimes all the way – not only through March but sometimes into April. Absolutely. And we had – this is when, again, our kids were really little and, and Michigan State has something called Baby Animals Day and it's the first – it's in early April, and so Michigan State, which is agricultural, right, has a really strong agricultural set of academic programs. They have a bunch of barns, and on Baby Animals Day, it's really fun because you families can go and you visit each barn and see all the baby animals. Ah, uh-huh, sure. Well, we woke up one morning, and we look out. It's April, Saturday yeah. morning in April. Yeah. Snow, and they canceled Baby Animals Day. And I remember just As the like, if. just the moment of like. Oh, a like, dagger in your soul. Like this was supposed to be a sign of spring, and yeah. the kids were looking for. Yeah. So I just remember that moment of like, mm. I don't, I don't know if I want to keep living in this. This is, this is a slog. This winter is a slog. Wow. And as you know, spring in Louisville comes a month earlier than it does, and it, it it shows up about a month earlier than it does in Michigan. I get a whole nother month of spring here that I don't get up there. Yeah. So I got to be honest with you. That's. 
when I first became aware that I have this sad, this So you're talking about the seasonal affective, affective disorder. disorder. So, right. so I don't, you know, I don't, li- I don't like the cold. You don't? No. But that's pretty much it. Really? Like for me, that's the. Are you serious? Oh yeah, like it. Otherwise, it's not noticeably. Uh, it's just it's just inconvenient and uncomfortable. Really, Physically. doesn't doesn't affect your mood at all? Because it's inconvenient and uncomfortable, hmm. right? Because I end up with like extra car repairs, and because I have to stand out there and scrape the windshield, and because people drive poorly, and because it takes longer to do all the things. Because I got to wear layers and layers and layers. That's why I don't like it. That's it for you, huh? I don't like to be cold. Wow. And okay. yeah, that's it. So, 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 what you're saying is that the sad, the, the disorder, if the you will, the seasonal affective disorder, yeah, is a, it's a deep physiological response. Is that right? I mean, I mean, you're not even close to the deep? only person who says this, but I mean, is oh. it like it's like it's like primordial. Well, I would. It's funny you should say that because. Let me answer that by describing some of the common symptoms, not just me. And I wouldn't say I have it in a very – I have a touch of it. I notice it. I wouldn't okay. – there's some people who really suffer from it really badly. I would describe myself as not – I don't – I don't. I, I notice people, it, yeah. but it's not like impacts my – A lot of people need like thing. a sun lamp, for example. Like right. that's one of the things – There's the, a special light you The Mayo get. Clinic says that you – Yeah, and yeah. I've even looked light into therapy. those. I've even looked into those. And I Why don't, don't you use I don't, it? I'm, not, I'm thinking about getting one. But, really? Mm-hmm, but let me answer it by saying right. and this uh, article is from – Let's see. This article is from – where is this article from? My goodness gracious, this article. It's about SAD. I'm trying to see where it's from. But basically they're saying that for some people it can really significantly impair impair their quality of life. And symptoms usually begin in October, November and subside by March or April, which for me, again, is, is very – and December through February is, is for many people is the – Worst time. Like a lot of people have the January blues. Uh-huh. Now, because my birthday is in January, I'm, you know, I'm like having cake and champagne and kicking my heels up. And <laughs> right. So January is not really about January is OK. January is OK. <laughs> but for some people, it's a real downer. And so here are some of the common symptoms. Now, I want to know you, you apparently don't have any of these. So so Here's the common symptoms. Depression, irritability, inconsistent sleep schedule, Mm -hmm. increased appetite or weight gain, loss of energy, feeling unmotivated, and more. So it's kind of like uh, you don't have any of those symptoms I mean, I mean the more. The more. I do. I will say that I experienced the more. The more. Very funny. (laughs) Now, for me, the symptoms are um, tend to be uh, a, a lack of energy. And just kind of an overall kind of blah, okay. kind of feeling like a like a like I said, like life becomes a little bit of a slog. You know why? In the winter. Yeah, because it's cold, and you're stiffer, and it's harder to get moving. It's not, it's not yeah. comfortable, and you got to put on these fifteen layers. That's and there's part of it, yeah. stuff outside, and you slip around, and the car doesn't work. And they why did that happen? Oh, because of the cold. These are the kinds of things, right? Well, the the other thing is the lack of sunlight. You got to remember the way the winter, the the lack of sunlight also plays a role, which is why those light, those special lights, yeah, mimic Grow the lights. the benef- the benefits of natural sunlight. Just think of how the perennials must feel. <laughs> 
I know. I want to hibernate. In fact, I have this joke with my friends that in around every October, November, the first time it gets really cold, I put on all this fleece, comfortable clothing, and I say, I'm going to wear this pretty much now <laughs> through March 21st. Like, I want to hibernate. Yeah. I get the hibernation ink. Like, I want to hibernate. Like, I have that feeling of wanting to hibernate. Do you think it has anything to do with the academic year? See, that's overlaid on top of this, and you yeah. live according to the academic mm, year, Does it have anything right? to do with it? So maybe um, there's a maybe there's a um, a particular cycle where you're going the the thickest part of the year mm, for work. Could, now that's a good. Now you make a good point. You make a good point. This is a this is the you know you're right. So that could be part of it. Um, so but that's so interesting that you don't have any of those symptoms in the winter. That's very interesting to me. You I don't, don't like to be don't. cold, but that's it. But that's it. Okay, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the advice for people who are experiencing yeah. sad. Like I gave a prescription of some of the things I do. I, I kind of refocus or make more time for things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I try to do that. Mm-hmm. Or um, another um, thing is, uh, you know, like sitting by the fire, a nice mm-hmm. cup of tea, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are cozy, nice yep. cozy yep. experiences, right? Yep, yep. But um, here are some of the things. First of all, I'm going to ask you to try to guess what advice do you think the, the professionals have for people who suffer from seasonal affective disorder? Well, I want you to try to guess. What do you think? I'm sure they want them to get one of those lamps. That lamps is a good, yeah, yeah. more more light. Right? More light. More but, light. But it's got to yeah. be the right light, right? It's going to be yes. a special full spectrum, yeah. yada, yada. Exactly. I, I, they, I don't mean to be dismissive by yada, yada. I just yeah. don't know what the hell I'm they talking about. They come in all different sizes and types. And if you all go online, as large and, as the sun, eventually. And if you all go online and like Google best, you know, uh, sad lights, you'll you'll see, you know, you could do a little research online. So and okay, that might so, even that might even generate some really interesting results. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What other advice do you think they give besides getting one of those? Lights? <sighs> Boy, I don't even know. Maybe just maybe just kind of go with it. Let yourself sleep more. <laughs> I don't know. Well, one Eat of them is more. walk through nature. So I know you don't like the cold, but one of them is to get out and enjoy nature, bundle up. What is what is going in? I mean— Because you get exposure to the sun, okay? Okay, yeah. And so. also um, you get sort of—you get out and moving. Uh-huh. So um, you get, okay. you know, a little outdoor exercise if you're—you comf- know, if you're bundled up. But like whatever. if I had a treadmill in the window of my home? That, that too, yes, perfect. But that's not yeah. But that's not going out. I mean, is it well, something about like the forest they're saying or the, well, you know, well, the forest particular? Bathing. Well, forest bathing is good for you any time of year. So, <laughs> I mean, what? if you like it. But, yeah, forest bathing is, is considered what, to what be— What if you're afraid of ticks and snakes? <laughs> well— <laughs> All right, I'll go with you. Okay, the light <laughs> therapy is called phototherapy, by the way. What we're talking about, it's called phototherapy. Which is word. different from what your son does in college. That's right. It's yeah. not the same as photography. Mm. Okay, another one is seeking treatment, so going to a counselor if you're really feeling bombed. That's fair. Yeah. yeah that's always good. Another one is talking to your doctor about maybe, maybe I don't know if you need pharmaceuticals. Maybe you need a little mood booster. Mm. Another one is taking good care of yourself, like... Exercise, enough sleep. Yep. Um, avoiding. These sound like good things all the time. Yeah, but they're particularly attuned because you might be tempted <laughs> to just wallow in your or turn to alcohol or bad, ha- you know, bad habits to kind of. Is cope. alcohol bad? 
Well, it can be, and and, and not the right amounts. Um, they said, okay, get this. Take a, make a schedule. Taking the time to exercise in the winter might be difficult due to colder temperatures, so find the time to make a schedule to do things you want to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Schedule your rest, exercise, meals, and even hobbies. So this is actually a really good time to maybe take up an indoor hobby that – because uh, I find that during the winter, I mean, during the summer and spring, my social calendar gets busier and there's yard work and things. So this mm -hmm. is like the perfect time to do indoor things. Now, have I, here it is already near the end of February. Have I done any of those indoor hobbies? And off and on? Off and on. Yeah. I haven't committed the way maybe I could well, have. Well, is it the case that maybe this year you're not feeling as much of the, of of the, the effects? I mean, is that is that? This year it hasn't been as bad. You're right. It hasn't been as bad. What do you right. attribute that? To? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if it's. Because COVID, with COVID. Um, it was already bad? No, with COVID, with more, a little more socializing and, uh -huh. like, seeing people I love doing that just a little bit more as COVID started easing, that has, that has made my mood lighter. Oh, yeah. Does that help though? I mean, is that is that enough to overcome the? For me, it's helped. Thing? I don't know if it's completely. Um, uh, and also, you know, if you're someone who likes, you know, outdoor uh, winter sports, this is also great for people who really like winter sports. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not a huge winter sports person, but I don't dislike it. But I have to be honest, the urge to hibernate, the urge to, like, just hunker down, mm -hmm. and like the ener low energy for me is is very real. So during during the winter, so I have to kind of counteract that. Well, that's important, and if and if you're feeling the way Patty does, we hope that some of this stuff is useful for your thinking. Just to remind you, you're listening to Critical Thinking for Everyone on 106.5 FM WFMP Forward Radio, Louisville, Kentucky. That's Social Justice Radio, friends, and we're out of the Hayburn Building in downtown Louisville. If you go to forwardradio.org, you can not only donate the uh, 20 bucks a day we need from you, which we do need from yeah. you, to keep the station going. Um, you can also get, like, various kinds of uh, gifts for that. Do we still have gifts up? or is Yeah, that well, yeah. Uh, we don't, but if somebody gives a shout-out to Critical Thing for Everyone, we will send them a some swag, some oh, Critical for sure. Thinking swag. We do have some swag we mm -hmm. would send if anybody yeah. put, like, in their comments that they donated because of Critical Thinking for Everyone. Yeah. I mean, we don't expect that this will happen, but if you're out Money. there— yeah, we would definitely send you something. We need your address, of course. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can go there and you can get the schedule. We're on three days a week. We're on um, at 5 p.m. and midnight on Thursdays. This is Eastern Standard Time, if you will. And then we're on 11 a.m. on Fridays. And uh, that's an hour slot there for Critical Thinking for Everyone three times a week. And if you go to SoundCloud... Or to iTunes, we actually have more Critical Thinking for Everyone because we have the back episodes there. As I mentioned before, this is close to number 180. And so, wow. uh, yeah, we can, keep, us go. we can keep you going for a long time on the yeah. CT4E. Well, um, so in order to bring some fodder for us to think through on this topic, I found this article by Arthur Brooks, which was really interesting, which is... Um, oh, you love some Arthur Brooks. I know. It's his weekly column is called How to Build a Life, and he has a podcast that I, I want to start listening to. Classic! Yeah. And so he was really wanting to question the research behind SAD. Like, he was really interested in kind of, um, you know, 
peeling back the layers here. Yeah, I read so, I read some stuff about that too, not Arthur yeah. Brooks, but yeah. Okay, some of the other stuff. So, yeah, interesting so let's talk about that and yep. see see what we think. All so right. one of the things he says is that um, um, during the pandemic, a lot of people have decided to, you know, as you know, either quit their jobs or move somewhere. The great you know, the resignation. Yeah, the ripple effect. And he said, actually, as you think about it, you know, I, I gave the example of living in Michigan. Now, I didn't move to Kentucky. That wasn't the primary reason, wasn't because of the weather, but it was definitely a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a benefit. Like sure. I factored it in as a sure. benefit. Sure. It's going in the right direction. Right. La- he, said, he said there's actually only 11% of people who say the primary reason they decided to make a move was weather. Uh-huh. But some people do. But That's you would, really interesting. And you would think if there was a, a large prevalence of this, more people would just get the hell out because of the weather. Is that is that, right. is that his conjecture? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that that seems reasonable to me, although I don't know you know, it does make me wonder when I when I start to think along these lines, it makes me wonder how many people in generations past did just that. They just said, well, I can't live here. Maybe not because maybe just because they weren't feeling successful or fulfilled or whatever. Maybe they didn't attribute it to that. But that's how we end up getting maybe some some people migrating in the past. And Possibly. then and then the people who already live in Miami don't worry about that like they probably have it but it never manifests or well something. that's interesting because we're going to talk a little bit about the study between the people who live in sunny climes and the people who don't we're going to talk about that in just sure. a second but so 11 percent of the people now this was pre-covid okay what do you think the research shows the number one factor that that induced people to move what do you money think? Well, it's a little more specific. It wasn't just money. It was a job. Right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. That was the number one yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. All right. So so he t- he actually calls sad uh, seasonal exacerbations of psychiatric symptoms. That's oh, the man. highfalutin. Yeah. Yeah. Is that his is that his clinical reinterpretation of this? Is that what He's, that is? No, this is him quoting the research. This is the oh, okay. research speak. Okay. Seasonal exacerbations gotcha. of psychiatric symptoms. So yeah. basically what we're saying, mood is worse and anxiety is higher when the weather turns colder and grayer. Right. But you okay. already have whatever it is that is manifesting. Well, I mean that's is, is that part what that's of the, saying? Well, let's interrogate that because Okay, that's kind of what this article is about. Does it really exist? Is sure. it really okay? Sure. I'm not sure so, Arthur Brooks is where we go for this, but that's okay. All right. Okay. Well, he's sort of citing the research. Yes, okay? yes, yes. So the research actually on SAD started yeah. in the 80s. So yeah. if you wonder why you didn't hear about this growing up, right. I bet you wonder why you didn't hear about it growing up. Nobody was measuring it. Well, right. It wasn't until the 80s. Although, yeah. wait, that was when you were growing up. That was when I was growing <laughs> up. There have been people sad my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, it is one of those things. It's, I mean, it's one of those medical questions that you ask. Like people say, ah, cancer is a modern phenomenon because there isn't any cancer like pre-18, late 1800s or something. You go, nobody was calling these things that. Right. But is it the? But then, but then that's the question of do you have the same thing? They were just calling something different? Right. Or did you? Or is it really just a thing that we've just started? Either we've discovered it or maybe it's even an onset as a function of the modern condition which is such a train wreck for the individual right so think about that maybe i mean not bezos but the other individuals yeah (laughs) so in the 80s 
researchers surveyed people on days with different weather and asked them to evaluate their mood and their happiness. Yeah. And both of them, no surprise, were higher on sunny days versus rainy days. Okay, okay? sure. Yeah, right. So he talks about why, like sun, sunshine and... You know, John Denver, sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. You know, it, it brings a tear to my eye right levels, now. Serotonin yeah. levels go up, right? And so he's saying, Arthur Brooks is saying, he's citing research that says 10% of the population suffer from SAD, okay? Now, however, another article that we read about why your brain actually works better in winter mm-hmm. suggests that actually looking at this research, yeah. they surveyed people who self-reported yeah, that I this know. was an issue anyway. I know. They self-selected I it. know. It's a bummer. Right. Yeah. So it questions that Landmark are, studies. Right. <laughs> so, he, so here are some of the other factors, though, that Brooks talks about that they found temperature. They actually, he, remember you said you're, um, you're sensitive to temperature? And they actually found that people's mood, guess what temperature was like the perfect temperature for, for to like maximize people's positive mood? What, what, what degree percentage? They actually figured it out. Indoor or do outdoor? Think? Does it matter? Does it matter? Uh, let's see. It says outdoor. Yeah. What do you think would be the perfect? I mean, I got to go with like 77. No, 57. Bullshit. Uh, could possibly be. Yes, 57 degrees 57 Fahrenheit. degrees? Yes. I got to wear all these clothes. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Well, maybe for someone like you, you prefer, you belong in a tropic climb. But I do belong but, in a tropic climb. Yeah. But, say, it, say it again. But for more, more people, for most people, 57 is like perfect. Mm. Okay. Is it for you? Um, Isn't that too cold for a lot of us? The 60s sound nice to me. 60, between 60 and 70 is probably pretty nice for me. But I mean, like, if it's 50 something, I need, like, I need to wear a jacket. Yeah, or a light jacket, you know? Why would I want to do that? A light jacket or like a light layer, cotton layer. This is capitalist. This whole thing is encouraging us to buy more consumer goods. (laughs) okay. I call foul. But listen to this. Temperatures colder or hotter than that were associated with a lower sense of well-being. So you are in the minority. Yes. Oh, what? Are you telling me that people who live in these warm climates, people who live in places that other people go for vacation, those people feel a lower sense of well-being. No, they're saying they're not talking those about where you're going on vacation. The they're talking about your no, no. But I mean, somebody already lives in those places where we right. go for vacation. Aren't are don't it's, those people have a fine sense of well-being? You go to Jamaica, man. They don't complain about the weather, it's man. It's so funny you should say that because that segues into the next study about about people's attitudes who live in. Like what we would consider. Pro- okay, so just hold that thought. Hold that I'm thought. holding it. I'm okay, even holding hold it in my Jamaican okay. accent. So he says, Brooks says, you might conclude that the secret to happiness is to move somewhere like Palo Alto, right? Woo! A place, you, you know, somewhere that's sunny. Yeah. But it gets chilly in people Palo Alto in permanently night. warm places tend to be happier than their cold weather counterparts during the autumn and winter months. But in the spring, the pattern reverses. So in other words, what? when you when someone says they enjoy the change of seasons, they uh-huh. actually find that by living somewhere where the change of seasons happen, you actively appreciate the weather, whereas it's just one weather all the time the same. You, it's like the hedonistic treadmill. You tend oh, to just like, you know, it just becomes hardly you, noticeable. When I lived in... Northern California. Yes. And the weather never changed. It was always between 
60 and 73. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. I never had a complaint. Really? There was I never felt like there was anything wrong with the weather. I never thought, geez, if it was just a little more scorching or wow, we sure could use some ice around here. Like it just never it was just perfect all the time. It just you, you knew what was coming every day, even if it rained a little bit. That wasn't but a big deal. Didn't you start to take it for granted and not notice it? I mean, no. Having been having come out there from the east, you know, and having been used to all these changes in weather, I was absolutely uh, enthralled and grateful for the weather consistency every day. And I was always irritated if it, a little bit irritated if it deviated really far. Like, like once I think we got snow and I was like, what? We can't have snow here. This is ridiculous. So. Okay. Well, researchers warn that the thrill of good weather will wear off in relatively short order after Whatever. moving. Whatever. And just as thrills tend to do after other other happiness-inducing phenomena like marriage or coming into a lot of money. These are not the same they things. They say that, well, they're, they're pointing to what Happy Money told us, which is you acclimate very qu- – you get excited about a change yeah. or a new car or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then you quickly go back to your natural yeah. baseline yeah. of day-to-day happiness. I just want to say that given that we now have and have had for a couple of years – the largest gap between the wealthy and the poor in the history of recorded civilization, and that's here in the United States. And we have a greater percentage of poor people of our population than ever before. I'm skeptical that these studies about money really apply to a lot of people. I think for a lot of people, every single problem they have could be solved with money. And they would love to be in a position where money was not a problem so they could worry about some of these other issues that come from being stable. So I'm super skeptical about how that kind of an approach applies in our contemporary environment with so much lack. That is really interesting. And you could click on – we should click on this link and look at that study on money and look at the subjects, the profile of the subjects. I would just like everyone to know that we are touching this – link right Mm -hmm. now you can probably hear it but (laughs) the problem is that we're mixing our media in a way that is absolutely ineffective and so if Mm -hmm. you'd like to go to arthur brooks's column called uh uh, it's called how to build a life how to build a life you can get his links and click back for his Mm -hmm. research and then you can also challenge my Mm -hmm. pushback but you probably don't need research for that yeah Well, they so he kind of concludes on this topic that sunny weather is great, but unless you suffer from sad, moving to get it probably isn't worth the effort, meaning Mm. up, you know, uprooting yourself and moving Mm. unless you really suffer from it. Mm. You'll miss. So the research shows that you'll actually miss the seasons if you're coming from Mm. somewhere more temperate Mm. and the gains to your well-being will be smaller than you imagine. Okay, I will say when I was living in Northern California for those years. I was, when I would, I only came back home a small number of times, not every year, Yeah. small number of times. And I I do remember that I was intrigued by the different weather. Like I'd come, I came home a couple of times at Christmas or whatever, and it was just, it was just frozen. And I was like, well. And it was so novel and interesting, wasn't it? I still hated it. Absolutely hated every minute of it. 
except for the novelty. Right, so it was sort of like, ah, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to be out of here in a few days, so, so I guess, me, but I didn't yeah. like being in it at all. That's interesting. Well, according to Brooks, what's offset about if you choose to move to California where they have this, it, it has some happiness drains around taxes and house prices. <laughs> so, so the weather uh, is offset uh-huh. by the downer of the taxes and, you, and the house prices. Well, I mean, I think that that has to do with what kind of a life you're trying <laughs> to live in California, Mr. Brooks. Well, I mean, I'm just not sure that everybody's tomato is the same as his tomato. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. So... He has Who the hell's really buying houses solution. in California? He has a really good solution, though. The research <laughs> suggests, get this. Here's the solution. No. Okay, y'all no. listening? Mm-hmm. Take short, frequent vacations. I thought you were going to say showers. Take short, <laughs> frequent showers. It'll change your whole mood on this, he says. Mm-mm. Short, frequent vacations. vacations. I mean, I can't argue with that. I've been doing that for years. You have? Except in the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I do them all for work, but they feel like vacations to me. Yeah, see, you get to go to Panama in December, you lucky dog. Ta-da. You lucky it's dog. just where I want to be. Yeah. Now, here's my conundrum. Mm. My spouse will will get, will get only go on vacation when he is not teaching, which is not December, January, or February. Okay. So I so if I want to go like one year with my girlfriends for my 50th birthday in in January. No, no, it was actually early March. We went to Puerto Rico. We had a great time, warm weather. Okay. So if I want to do these things, I would need to do them either with like a family member who's not my spouse mm-hmm. or friends because he just and he is just not someone who gives into he is not someone who has all these mood like But why would why wouldn't he go in December after the semester's finished. Like there's there's a there's a solid week there. Yeah, he might. He might, mm-hmm. but to be honest, he if he had to choose, he'd rather go skiing. Mm-hmm. So we that's that's just a mismatch between like when I would want a tropical vacation as if I as if we could afford it regularly, which we can't. Um, I think the tropics and, are cheaper than you and think. What my, and see my spouse doesn't really that's not the hot way he would want to spend money. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just not his. He doesn't find sad is a is an issue in his life. Sure, so, sure, so sure. So this is maybe where, again, I go with a girlfriend or sure. go, you know, f- uh, visit a friend in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that. Sure. So but but they actually find that um, and this is very common. People love to take right vacations to Florida in the winter to get to as a mood booster to get some sun to sure. relax uh-huh. but you know to get make it through the winter so that's a great suggestion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another thing that they say is um again kind of similar to what i was saying like make the most of things you enjoy doing like maybe you enjoy skiing or ice fishing or um i don't know some some kind of activity that's very specific to the winter okay. you know okay. or if you've never tried that and you don't think you'd be good at it maybe another idea is you could maybe go find a place in your region where you live where they have they do have places that sort of um attract tourists in the winter right okay. so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. maybe something like that or even here in Louisville or where we live in the region I'll give an example like visiting uh, Pleasant Hill Kentucky Shaker Shaker Village they have you know beautiful indoor places where you can sort of enjoy a, a f- sit by the fire and you can do hiking and you mm-hmm. can learn about the history so there are there are ways you can still 
get it without taking a tropical vacation, sort of get out of your routine and go somewhere and, and try something you have never done before. Sure, sure. I mean, it sounds like good advice a lot of the time. It is, but it's especially pertinent if you find yourself in the winter feeling really, you know, blah. Low. Blah mm-hmm. is the word I use. Blah. Blah. Okay. blah. Okay. okay, now the other advice he has is, well, you can just simply give up and stop complaining and just suck it up, basically. Oh, it sounds pretty stoic. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a that's thing we've been into piece of advice. lately. Yeah. 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 So, um, he said, this is really, tell me what you think of this. This is, this is very much. I'm about what I'm about to say, is very resonant on things we've been talking about on the show. Are you ready? I am almost too ready. Okay. Arthur Brooks says this: many seemingly common sense ideas about chasing the sun for happiness don't, shall we say, weather scrutiny. Besides the practical problems I listed above, they suffer from a philosophical one as well. Oh no. Right. The idea I'm going to escape sad and I'm going to escape the winter blues. He says there's a philosophical issue here, which is assuming that a little gloom is bad and should be banished. On the contrary, a full life is one that has its sun and rain, all of it offering itself to be experienced. So you know what our colleague Andreas Elpiduro would say, wouldn't you? He would say about the winter blues? Well, I don't know how badly he would experience it. I think it would depend on how badly he experiences it, right? Right, but I'm just saying in terms of it being a negative, frustrating experience. Well, we should recontextualize say, it for sure and find those lessons. Right. right? He would but say But we might also need to take off to, you know, Argentina or whatever. Yes. <laughs> so so the idea that, wow, I'm not going to be upbeat and happy every day of my life and come to, you know, seek pleasure and happiness every single day, that some days are just going to be blah. And that's part of the rhythm of a natural life is mm-hmm. the blah, the mundane, along with the fun and exciting and the celebratory and the, you know, exciting and joyous. It's all part of it. And so could you Put this in perspective as just hmm. part of the natural rhythm of being human. I mean, I, I certainly am willing to accept that interpretation, but I also, I also note that so many folks have spent so much of their lives trying to chase happiness. I mean, I would just point out that if we're going to go back to ye old Aristotle, Yes. All of the actions that we undertake, all the things that we do in our lives are in are pointing toward happiness. That's why we do it. That's the ultimate goal of life for all of us is that we we think that whatever we're doing is going to produce happiness for us. Right. And so what what Aristotle might say then to Arthur Brooks's point here is that part of chasing happiness means that we know happiness because it's in contrast to unhappiness. Well, he might say that, but but it sounds more like a Stoic would say that, which he wasn't. He may say instead that while some downsides are unavoidable, right. we should probably think about what we really want out of life and try to organize ourselves around trying to get that or to pursue that. So if I don't if I don't want to sit around and just experience the down cycle, why can't I engage in some activities that would keep me consistently okay. 
you know, like focused like on what happiness. we've been talking about. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, it just seems it just seems like it's a little bit. Maybe I mean maybe it's okay, but it also just seems like it might be a little bit defeatist for us to just just let it hit us and 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 be morose when we know that all we have to do is just grab our friend and play Scrabble. That actually sounds like a really fun idea. Aha. Well, there you go. And if you're home alone and you don't have someone to play with, then you can go online and play Scrabble. You could, which might make you depressed because you're using all those electronic resources and yeah, carbon points. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I get tired of too much screen time. I think it's better if we just set up all four sides of the Scrabble board and just move around the table. That's actually a really great idea. Just make those words. That's a really great idea. Everybody, you just play every hand as you best you can. play against your different selves. I mean, if you like Scrabble. That's a great, that's actually know. a really great idea. Of course, Wordle is all the trend right now. Oh, yeah, that's those boxes. Wordle, yeah, the Wordle thing. I find the Wordle thing yeah. to be just a little bit reductionist for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm. if I was sitting somewhere totally bored and have nothing else to do, I would do it, but otherwise I don't seek it out. I don't even know so. what that meant, what you just said there. Um, <laughs> Have yeah. you heard of Absurdle? There's something called Absurdle. Absurdle? Yeah, no. i got to look that one up. No, I, but, but, but I do know that the Wordle thing is very interesting because it encourages people to do this guessing. But isn't that, I mean, that's kind of it, isn't it? Just guessing? Just guessing the no, words? No, there's strategy. There's strategy well, to it. Well, I, I know there is, but, I mean, that's all you're trying to achieve. Well, you're trying to achieve it within the right. the, the confines of the the number of chances you get. Right. You're trying to right. so there's a performance thing you're trying right. to hit. Right. Yeah, so it's right. not just guessing the word; it's trying to do it. But I just again, I don't unless I'm like somewhere bored and nothing else to do. It doesn't doesn't appeal to. I've tried it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay, I see how it works, yeah. and I see yeah. the stra- I can yeah. see the attraction, but it doesn't. Yeah. But I don't really play any games on my phone anyway. I'm not a game-playing person. Okay. When you go to Cracker Barrel, do you play the little thing with the pegs, with the with the golf tees? I have done that, yeah. yes. Do you, do, you, do you miss that when you're not there? No. <laughs> I, you know what? This I consider to be a personal flaw of mine. Is it? Which is... Not trivial I don't, enough. <laughs> which is I don't gravitate to, to I know my, my family and friends are going to be shocked to hear this day, day to day life I don't gravitate to playing games Okay. like like at the holidays if everybody's like hey which they are let's let's play some Scrabble or let's play this word game or let's all gather around absolutely or if I'm on vacation somewhere and you know but just day part of my day I do I am not attracted to playing putting games into my day-to-day life. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. I'd rather, mm. frankly, I'd rather be reading. Hmm. Hmm. So like, like, like word games, like a seek and find, crossword puzzle? Yeah, but you know, you know what I just realized Sudoku. something? You know what I just realized? Mm-mm. It's because I have to spend all day in my head in this intellectual space and I don't want to spend my free time trying to puzzle out something because like, that's my job all day. <laughs> That's like not relaxing to my brain. I can understand. Do you understand? Yeah, I think I do. I mean, you know, when you want downtime, you just may not want to have that um, that need for. Um, is it like a positive outcome or a specific outcome or control? Well, or it's just any a part of, of my brain. Like, I want to use a different part of my brain. Yeah. I want to like turn off 
the analytical part and not, yeah. not completely. I just want to shift. You yeah. know, I want to yeah. enjoy the other things I enjoy in life. Yeah. And I just want to like not. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you can certainly get burned out on that stuff. I guess I guess um, it just depends on the person. Well, what? OK, so here's a question huh. in the winter. What do you do for enjoyment and fun and relaxation? What do you do in the winter? Survive. That's really? it. That's well, I it? mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of goals. Usually the winter is when, is when work is. So, uh, so you're just plowing through it. Yeah. I mean, I hate, I hate the heavy winter precipitation. It, it what? does not appeal to me. Wet snow? Yeah. Really? I really like snow. I mean, I think it's fine that it exists. I just don't want to be in it. You really need to be in a, in a warmer climate. Well, yeah, I don't I don't care for that, uh, for this stuff. And I don't like the ice at all. Like, I, 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 do, I have no, I mean, aesthetically, it's pretty or something. But, like, if I have to go out and walk or drive or do anything on yeah. it, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, but I have to yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, it's fine to wear all the extra clothes and stuff like that. I mean, it, I, it's fine. But, like, <laughs> I just don't. Fine. I, it's fine. It's fine that I, I mean, I feel fortunate <laughs> that I have. Tolerated. It's fi- I feel fortunate that I have the extra clothes to right. wear and this kind of hey. thing. But it, if it was just up to me, man, I mean, like, flip-flops and some shorts or something. Yeah, you I mean, are really, you really belong in a in I'm just a not very climate. interested in all these clothes. Yeah. I just don't know what we're. <laughs> I don't know what we're about here with this stuff. Uh, wow. So yeah, I don't. I don't. And you know, winter activities are okay. They're okay. I have to say, I've not had a huge number of just just lovely, lovely experiences when it comes to winter sports. I mean, they're not. It hasn't been uniformly bad. But I just, you know, again, if I can do things without having to deal with that element of cold that's better for mm. me yeah and i've had when i was in when i was in the army i had a bad experience once in the cold oh. on a like a deployment and i couldn't um, you couldn't get warm yeah i couldn't get warm and kind of got uh, sick and uh, since then i'm just You're not interested of... in cold weather at all. I'd rather avoid that whole business. Well, this is something I've learned about you. I like the change of seasons, personally. Yeah. I like that I like there the is one. Seasons. I think that's important. I like the change yeah. of four, four seasons. I almost feel like if I moved to Palo Alto and somebody you know, bought a house for me and paid my taxes and I got to just live go, there. Just go hang out with Michael Sherman. I got that's to live there. Is. Oh, man. Yeah. Michael, maybe he needs to hire I'm me. I'm sure he needs a something. concierge a con- or something. Yeah. Um, that I think after a while, the weather, I'd find it annoying, uh, to Would be you honest. really? Yeah, I think I'd find it annoying. So like San like, Fran- in San Francisco, it, it really doesn't get super cold. Like it, it occasionally yeah. will snow, but mostly yeah. it's, it's kind of rainy. Yeah. But then the rest of the weather is just perfect. Yeah. So for me, like, that's just it, that's man. It. That's fine. Well, I mean, and a little bit further south, Monterey, something like that. You could go further further south. Yeah. That'd be okay. Santa, San Jose. Those, I mean, Interesting. That's, well, all right. the, the, another article that is actually about thinking in winter, and we didn't really delve into it, but I, I, I want to just share an insight thinking in winter. about the research they did around how – um, how people perform 
in um, different seasons. This is really like and perform these mental exercises. So, so the upshot of studying people doing a memory game and a um, the other one was a oh a reaction. They were studying their their reaction time and they were studying their memory, and they found that actually with the seasons didn't really affect memory, mm-hmm. but they found that in your reaction time in the winter was um, uh, slower. Patty, we all know that. We do? My fingers are cold. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt. And they actually said that, um, this is what they're saying. They, they said, you can think of reduced winter neural activity as your brain entering a kind of eco mode. Yeah, I read Allowing that. it to perform as well as it does in the summer, but while consuming fewing, fewer resources. It's more efficient. Yes, yeah. evolutionary thing here, which is again hibern- hibernating, right? Like my activity uh, goes down a notch, and I'm sort of conserving energy, and I'm sort of preparing myself for the, you know, end of. I'm sort of retreating in order to emerge in the spring, and be ready for whatever the good weather has in store for me. I mean, I, it's it's easy to make this conjecture based upon the idea that, like, the brain needs a lot of calories and stuff to do what it does, you know, and it takes a, it takes a big chunk of energy and resources to make it function optimally. But I'm... I mean, really? But, like, but they did... They actually found... Like the research I'm doing, found it wasn't, like... Super significant change. It but was, I mean, like, was, so if I'm doing multiplication tables in the yeah. winter versus doing multiplication tables in the summer, it's just yeah. I'm a little slower. <laughs> Is that, I mean, could that be right? <laughs> like six times seven just really messes me up when it's <laughs> below 50 degrees. Like, God, what? What is that? Wait, wait, no, no, it's not. What is that? I just feel I, I'm just slightly skeptical. And what if you use a different method? What if you use like the Japanese method with all those lines, curves, and you count the thing? Does that make a difference in the? I don't know. Wow. I'm just I'm just wondering, and I'm wondering like if somebody gives you a video game in the winter. I mean, assuming we're all inside, but if someone gives you a video <laughs> game in the winter and gives you one in the summer, and it's the it's like problem solving. Do you? Do you th- is is it harder for you? Like you can't solve the puzzles in the right amount of time if it's cold outside. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm just super. You're skeptical. Curious you're you're about, bringing your critical thinking lens to this question. It could just be that I'm thinking more slowly because it's winter, <laughs> and for other people, this is so obvious. They're going, "What's wrong with this guy?" Okay, but here's I'm what I here's it. what I don't understand. Spring is still a month away okay. or, or a little bit longer, okay. about a month away. Right. You, your day-to-day is not, like, you're not cognizant of, like, oh, I just got to slog through the rest of the winter before spring comes. Like, that's just not on your on your your radar. Like, you're not thinking about, like, oh, spring's almost here. No, because, because 12 times before spring actually gets here, we're going to have 80-degree days. <laughs> And I'll be running around with my flip-flops and shorts, and the next day I'll be back to a jacket and a coverall <laughs> and boots, and it'll snow, and I'll wreck my car again. I mean, it's ridiculous. What do you – I mean, I mean, if wow. for, for, for me 
to look forward to that would mean that its absence somehow existed. And here, I mean, it's constantly like, ha-ha, it's warm. No, it's not. Like all the time. Like they just yank it I away from you. I see what you're saying. I see so. what you're saying. Yeah, the fake the fake spring. Yeah. That's what annoys me so much. I think I think that I would feel better about the cold if I was in a place where it was cold all the time, where it's just I just had to get into the Michelin Man outfit every time I went outside. It's like, this is what we do or else we die. So, you know, like this very – I don't know what else to do. And it takes – math takes a little longer at the grocery store. But, you know, at least I'm alive here. At least I can get back and, you know, through the storm. Wow. But, okay. Uh, yeah. I just find it fascinating that – I mean, I mean, according to this research, only really 10 percent of the people <clears throat> experience sad. But in my anecdotal experience, more people in my life report – you know that that they have the winter blues are more common. Uh, yeah. So. Well, actually, I I agree. I I see you know? that with people too. Yeah. You do? A, lot, a lot of people do report yeah. that. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, so I'm I not saying it's not real. I'm just saying for me, I don't experience yeah. that distinction that much. Right. I, just, I just don't like the cold because I don't like to be cold. I'm thinking. I don't care if it's in the summer in the air conditioning. I'm like, come on! Like really? I just don't like to be cold. That's interesting. Now I'm thinking about getting one of those lights. Even yeah. though it is only just one month till spring, Jeff and, Bezos you know. has a variety of them for you to uh, choose from. <laughs> yes, he you can does. fund you can fund Blue Origin. I, I, but I I haven't decided because yeah. there's part of me that I'm not I don't want more gadgets in my life. I'm this type of person yeah. who I mean my spouse is even more gadget averse than I am. Yeah. I just don't like gadget. I just don't want more gadgets in my life to keep track of and to. You know, I'd rather just not have all that stuff. I mean, so. I mean, I mean, it's a light bulb. Well, but it's another thing to have on my desk and to plug in. It's another thing, you yeah, know. Yeah, it is another thing. It's like this, you know, You people, could just stick it in the ceiling, couldn't you? And, you like, know, when the light comes on in I the just, winter and then you take it out in the summer know. and save it for the fall? Well, it's like, why don't I have one of those those smartwatches or what are those called? Those exercise? What do they call those? Fitbit Fitbits? Watch, yeah. It's because I don't yeah. want another gadget. Like, okay. the things that it's designed to do, I can also do if it's important to me without the gadget. Uh-huh. Like, I can... And so I don't I don't need that. I don't want it. And so part of what this is coming from, and I didn't mean to turn this into a diatribe, is that I just don't want more stuff if I don't have to have it. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I I do understand that. Um, And I hope that, um, you know, I hope that you'll be able to come to some resolution about (laughs) this. I mean, you know, it sounds pretty serious. The. The one thing is, if it actually helps you, I mean, there's something to be said for more stuff, right? It's just when we get this extraneous stuff. Right. And that's why I'm saying I'm I'm not experiencing. If I was experiencing sad really severely, I probably would go ahead and get it. But because I'm sort of like noticing it, but I'm, I'm able to manage it in yeah. other ways that. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely am not saying this. If, if anyone out there is feeling like, wow, something like that could really help me, go for it and report back and tell us about it. Oh, yeah. But this is just me where I am about it. Yeah, reach out to us about any of this stuff on Critical Thinking for Facebook. For Facebook. <laughs> Critical Thinking for Facebook. Don't – we're not doing this for Mark Zuckerberg. We are not doing this for Mark Zuckerberg. Reach out to us, please, on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's doing that for us. Uh, at Critical Thinking for Everyone. And we would love to hear your comments or you can share your scientific research or right. you can or tell us. Or what you do for sound. Yeah, tell us what kind of light you like, um, yeah. you know, what, whatever yeah. you've done to make sure that you can deal with this. I, 
I know that we, uh, you know, we need to do more thinking about it. And during the week, we're probably going to do some more thinking. And uh, we hope that you do lots of thinking. We hope you get some good fika this week, whatever that yes. is and whatever that looks like. Have a really nice cup of tea because that can help with sad. <laughs> And all sorts of other things, too. And so one thing you'll want to do, of course, is to make sure that you're doing your best thinking because our lives are determined in so many ways by the quality of our thinking. These things are for everyone. Even you.